Okay, so I am beginning my first podcast, and in this podcast, what I want to do is I want to pray for our country. I had had some thoughts earlier on some things that I wanted to share, and as I'm watching things develop, I am having more urgency than I was before. I previously had a sense of peace, and now not so much of a sense of peace. I'm concerned at some of the developments occurring. I live in the state of Wisconsin. I'm very concerned that our governor, who passed his own coronavirus bill, in addition to the one that Trump and the Senate did, it contains a suspension of voter ID. Now, we have a conservative legislature who I'm quite sure will not allow that, but there is an abundance of spending in that bill, much of which I'm sure will be unaccounted for, excessive, and is just over the top. So constitutional issues like that concern me. It also concerns me this idea of not allowing people to go back to work. I happen to have neighbors who work for a manufacturing facility who that makes parts for automakers. Because the automakers are shut down, they have been put on temporary layoff. They currently only have partial unemployment to pay their bills. And although there is, as I understand it, a one-time stimulus that's been put forward by Trump, I doubt it would be enough to cover for two months because he has now extended the social distancing and apparently all the other shutdown-related things until the end of April. This is not feasible for anyone. Somehow seems to me that people could, you know, just be asked to do proper hygiene, take vitamin C, build their immune systems. And as long as they report that they are doing that and are behaving properly, should be able to go back to work. Um, I have trouble thinking that keeping everybody out of work is viable in any way, shape, or form. We're hearing all these different concepts of how many cases there are. Well, so far, 
95% of people are being reported as recovering. Somehow it seems to me that people being able to be active at work, at home, exercising is healthier than sitting and fretting. I mean, it's a well-known thing. I've seen it in my own life that being active and feeling as though you can do things creates endorphins, which builds up your immune system. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, Idleness, I don't think gets us anywhere. So those are my thoughts on that. I'm also, you know, I also believe as a Christian that when we stand in faith that we can overcome great things. Trump talked about a miracle and so forth. I don't think there's anything wrong with him saying that as long as he's allowing Christians to gather and pray in their workplaces or wherever they want to. I have zero doubt that when Christians pray, big things happen. In the book of Acts, we were told that greater works than what Jesus did, we would do. I have prayed, I used to call myself the original Mama Grizzly, for a lot of things for a long time. I have seen people in my life be healed when everything was given up on them. A friend of mine had terminal cancer, was expected only to live for six months. Someone took away his hope by denying him entrance into medical school. I thought that was ridiculous. I didn't have a lot of faith, but I knew who God is. I didn't know anything about healing at that time. It was not really... Prayer for healing was not widespread. That was back in like 1976. It was on CBN and it was just beginning to be talked about. But because I cared about my friend, I went out on a limb and I said, do you have any other options for medical school? He said, yes. I'm Polish. I can get a grant to go to Poland and go to medical school there. He said, great. He said, only problem is, I don't speak Polish. So that was quite a hurdle. And I just said to him, John, you and I are going to pray. You're going to step out in faith, and let's see what God does. At the time, he was taking chemotherapy made him terribly sick and I would have never told him to stop chemotherapy and he didn't originally in the beginning but then on his own he decided that he wanted to stop the chemo he stopped the chemo he applied for medical school went to Poland Within just a few months of being there, we went over to Germany at the same time he went to Poland. 
came to visit us at Christmas. So that would have been six months, basically, after being there. He had joined a small church who laid hands on him. And if you're worried about coronavirus, don't lay hands on. God doesn't have to do that. He can heal without it. Laid hands on him, went to a doctor, and said it was in total remission. It was an emergency situation. We're in an emergency situation. We need to just step out on faith. And honestly, it is not connected to healing. I didn't have any particularly big feelings of faith about him being healed. But he was desperate. We are desperate. We are in a desperate situation. Not just the virus, but jobs and people having enough money to go to work. So, right now, I would like people to join me in prayer, please. It says, where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, there he is in the midst of them. He can do great miracles. All you, all he ever did, had to do was send his word, and people were healed. So I'd like to go to prayer. Father in heaven, this is a serious time in this country. There is a vying for power between good and evil, between constitutional rights and no constitutional rights, between men who wield power and a lot of us women who pray. I have been attacked for praying. Other Christians have been attacked for praying. People that I know. What government in this world would ever have a problem with praying or fight over who is in charge? The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit never fight. They're united in love. United in love. God never asks us to do what's wrong in order to have what's right. Father, we have prayed for your Holy Spirit to be poured out all over the world. You did that. Countries just by turning to God, not because they had more sex, not because they followed the shadow man, not because of any of that did they receive revival, prosperity, healing, miraculous crops, amazing wonders occurring everywhere. From day one, Lord, this is what I have prayed for. And I have had mocking, abuse, police following me, 
all this kind of craziness. People who should understand that a nation whose God is the Lord is blessed. You don't attack those praying for blessing or those who are the source of blessing, meaning God himself. You don't do that. Scripture says, touch not mine anointed. Now, if there, if I was teaching false teaching, that would be one thing. I'm not. All I'm doing and all I ever have done since the beginning is pray. I do pray God's blessing on our nation. I do pray that we have the grace of God. I do pray that God blesses us. But blesses us how? Blesses us because we come before the Lord, say we're sorry for our sins and turn to him. And this repentance doesn't just apply to citizens. No. It applies to those in leadership And that means that whatever malevolent actions that leaders take because they are in a position of higher accountability than the people beneath them, higher. That means when they act unjustly, perpetrate viruses, perpetrate lies, spend the people's money unnecessarily, fail themselves to get on their knees persistently toward God until the problem ceases and goes away. They don't do that. They're in trouble. Scripture says you have not because you ask not. When you ask, you ask amiss. The people that have been attacking me have been asking and acting seriously amiss. Seriously. This crisis is undeserved. The majority of the country was already repenting to the very best of its ability. And I know that God honors that. Since these people have come through with their virus as an attack on me, us, whoever, May it be turned against them in Jesus' name until they wake up to the idea that they are not to harm the oil and the wine. That they are never to attack, tyrannize, abuse God's children.
I ask, I implore each person listening to pray in this way with me. To ask God to demand their accountability. I'm not going to post anymore on Facebook. But I am going to pray in this way. There are lots of things that we need that we've spoken about. It is our president's primary responsibility to do those things. We are the people. We understand the Constitution. We understand our rights. And we come before heaven and implore heaven to act on our behalf, our family's behalf, to restore the Constitution, to restore our rights, to stop tyrannizing us, to punish those who have sought to attack us with a bioweapon, to take away our jobs, to attempt to cause us to act in ways that would not honor God in order to get the economy going. There are so many other ways to do this, but those places where revival has happened and they cried out to God, they received a blessing that was far better than what these tyrants have ever brought us. If you're asking for my complete and total and unquestioning loyalty, you don't have it. And with good reason. You've never given me a reason to. God doesn't live in the shadows. He lives in the light. He calls his children to walk in the light as he is in the light. To overcome darkness and evil with good. Though we may not be perfect, we do bring and we are the light of the world. My Lord and Savior said so. Everywhere we go, we bring light. And this life, light is the life of men. If people want healing and people want life and people want to be able to walk and people want to recover from a coronavirus, all they have to do is ask. My Jesus said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, running over. Ask. That's it. No other requirement. Come to the one who heals and ask. Receive and believe. Healing, life, finances, all that you need 
Jesus has it all. That's all I have to say. Thank you.